0: Santa Cruz, KOMY AM 1340, La the Beach, Watsonville. It is six minutes past ten. Here is MZ with the Saturday special. Saturday special is brought to you by Los Animas Concrete and the California Girl in Freedom. And now here is MZ. May I ask you a personal question? Aaron? Sure. What? Why not? How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm a little under the weather, but I'm okay. How are you? Wait a minute. I hope it's not contagious. No, no, particularly no.
1: to our listeners. No, huh? not at all. Not at all. Are you sure? Yes. How do you know? Did you go to the doctor first, and the doctor told you it's not contagious? It's especially just, to it's our just listeners.
0: Just dizziness. That's all it oh is. Oh my gosh.
1: So we got to fix that. All right. Um. 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 Let's see. Um. Well, we'll put that out to the audience here in a little bit. we got an interesting program today. But before we get into it, I want to welcome my mother. Hi, Ma.
2: Hi, Michael. How
1: are you feeling today?
2: I'm feeling good, and I'm anticipating a very, Uh, very interesting
0: program.
1: It sure will be, uh, because we have uh, two great uh, friends of mine who are extremely intelligent and extremely insightful. Uh-huh. Um now um you you heard about you know the the news that rocked the world the death of of comedian and and wonderful um Oscar winning actor Robin Williams last yes. Monday. Yes.
2: That was very sad.
1: Yeah. And so uh I figured hey we haven't talked about depression and suicide in a long time or if ever actually. And so maybe we should do that this week but, but and, and and do that we will. Um, so, but you're here, you're here, and Dave Michaels is on his way. Dave should be here any minute. We're having a, a longevity sale in the garage today, and that always means good. Yes, I, you know, something happened to me yesterday what? that was very embarrassing. What? <clears throat> I had Jordan Rubin on here on the Saturday special a few weeks back. Yes. You know, the, the founder of Beyond Organic, which was recently um, acquired, absorbed by Youngevity. Uh, yes. So now that we're an organic foods company as well as everything else. And he was sitting in the very chair you are uh-huh. telling our, me and our audience about this wonderful um, uh, to, uh, uh, body cleanse and detoxification Using his, using his using the one of the Beyond Organic uh, products, S- Swearo Gold, Swearo Gold, and like an idiot, he, we when he just mentioned that and talked about how it works, we, we we just sold out. Boom! I mean, it was like a giant sucking sound that Ross Perot talked about in nineteen ninety four, uh-huh. and and people came and they said, "I want to detoxify myself." You know, and I want to cleanse myself out.
2: People said that.
1: Yeah, right. because they heard Jordan Rubin and he knew what he was talking about. And then I thought I would write a commercial. Oh. You know, that could run during, during, you know, during other programs, not just the Saturday special. And I did that. Except what I did, I mispronounced the name of the product like a total idiot. Who ever heard of someone recording a commercial? For s- for something for for a product, and mispronouncing. Now I didn't know that I was mispronouncing. I thought I was being cool <coughs> and speaking in somewhat of a of an Hispanic accent. Oh. So instead of suero or suero suero go, I said suedo oh, suedo go. That's
2: off.
1: Yeah, and so Billy Graff came into the garage yesterday when he saw me. You know, putting putting a fabulous new shipment, of you know, of swear of, of row, not sweat well, He came up to me and he said, you know, Z, I hate to tell you this, um, but I just have to. Um, I don't think you're pronouncing that word right. And if you are, you should mispronounce it so that you don't pronounce it right. I said, why? He says, because no one's going to come and buy something that sounds like they're buying sweat uh huh. You know, and uh-huh. I thought about it, and I realized that you know, since we had sold out of the stuff when Jordan Rubin was here talking about it on the Saturday special, that would be a really high-selling product. By the way, we got a we got a bleep load of it here today. You know, and I, I think I'm going to get my share of it so that I could go and buy cleanse and probably lose ten or fifteen pounds in the next
0: you know few days. Speaking of bleeps, I made one. You did. I did. I forgot to announce that we actually have another sponsor for the Saturday special. Can you believe that?
2: Oh, wow.
0: Oh, my God. That person gets extra credit now. Well, do you mind if I uh, give it a word? Mind! uh, We better do it, or that'll be the end of the Saturday special. uh, Reverse Man Dan, Casa Grande, Reverse Man Dan. If you're a homeowner 62+, you're likely to have money at hand. Learn how much money you can get in your hand right now without having to make a monthly mortgage payment by contacting Reverse Man Dan at... 831-423-2900 Eight three one four two three twenty nine hundred or 2900 or reversemandan.com It's your money.
1: Bulletin, bulletin. Dave Michaels just drove in with a KSCO mobile. So he will be here for the next four hours making deals of the century for those of you who want to feel better and live longer. So come on down to 2300 Portola Drive. Anyhow, it's not Sweato gold. It's Swero gold. And uh, it may be so, so when it was called to my attention by Bill Graf that that you know he said I'll bet you couldn't have sold very much, and I realized not only did I not sell very much since Jordan Rubin was here pronouncing the word correctly, but we had sold nothing, and that ad has been running all over the place, right? So well, and, and so, so no, fix it. I, I'm going fi- to I'm fixing it right now by telling people it's Suero or Suero. Gold, if you want to, um, and it's a, it's a way cleansing drink. D- d- anyhow, it's fabulous. Come on down and get your get your uh, three day cleanse and detoxification supply of it. Um, all right, enough of that. Here, time to do the uh, open the program officially, like so. Good morning,
3: a brighter day is here. Good morning. May we bring you
2: cheer We've got time, we've got tunes, we've got time, tunes and temperature
4: Get up and go it's today, you know on KSCO radio
1: My mom said I should mention the price of the product. It's like it's it's like $5 a bottle and you need uh you need like uh 6 Six bottles of it for a three-day cleanse. I think is that is that right? Something like Dave Michaels will tell you all about it. Ma, that should be enough, don't you think?
2: Well, you'll remind him to tell the audience. Okay, that's great. People want to know what they're paying for. All right. Good
5: morning. Now stay right here on KSCO Radio.
1: Have you ever been so down in such intense and unbearable darkness and pain that you actually considered taking your own life? Have you ever had a family member or a close friend actually do it? Suicide is a topic that's tough to talk or even think about for many of us. But the shocking, tragic news event that rocked the world this week draws attention to the need for serious discussion of this most uncomfortable topic. And discuss it we will with two of my most respected friends who have a lot to offer on this depressing subject. Join Roy Masters, Andy Anderson, and me on the next KSCO special this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, right here on Never Forget That Things Can and Will Change for the Better no matter how low you feel radio, AM 1080 KSCO. What what'd you say, Ma?
2: I'm impressed. About what? ...about your guests who are coming. I know! We
1: get the best guests. Good. Yeah, we, it's, we're we wired that way. Anyhow, welcome to uh, Saturday special, um, KSCO Land. Uh, uh, our on-air signal encompasses Monterey, Salinas, Santa Cruz, Silicon Valley, and the Central Valley of California. And our um, online presence uh spans the world and maybe even outside of it. Alright, we're gonna be on the air right up until twelve noon. Um as I said, Dave Michaels is here. It's perfect time to come on down while you're here. You might pick up one of Kay's books. She'll sign it for you. And uh let's start the program now. Okay. Let's see. I gotta remember how to do this. Let me bring on <clears throat> let me bring on the man who um first um, introduce me. Uh-oh. What happened here? Everything is everything is gone here. I need some help from Richard, Richard B. Luther the Second. Everything is is uh, sort of changed here. So everything was there, but now nothing is here. So uh yeah, I'm going to have to do a little tap dance. Yeah, I I've, I've, I've tried to bring on Andy, and what happened is I heard a dial tone, and everything got disconnected. So yeah. Ah oh, Richard is here. Richard is here to fix it. Everything went went dead here. So what do you Okay, he's pushing buttons. He's doing that. Now why don't you so it's relaunching, is that what's happening here? We have to start it from scratch, reboot. So it'll take a minute and a half. Uh, okay, here we're up. But we got rid of uh we got rid of Andy. I don't know. Now what happens if we if we put Roy on like like so and uh do that and then lock Roy in Roy are you there Yes
0: How
1: okay. are you Roy I'm sorry that we've been fumbling around yeah we we don't have a new system it's an old system I understand you have a new system right.
4: <laughs> I was getting sorrow at you, you know.
1: <laughs> oh no! Oh yes, I <coughs> o Yeah, not sweat-o, Swear-o. not sweat. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, it looks like uh, Andy is is coming. I was going to introduce Andy first because Andy is the person who described you to me and and introduced you and me, and we've been friends for a long, long time. Andy and I, yeah. and you, and so, and you, you and I too. You um, have go, go
4: back a long way.
1: Yeah, you are in... Uh, so where? what happened to Andy, Aaron? He, I saw him...
0: Uh, Tried getting him back on. It said his line was busy.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there he is on line one. So uh, we'll just let him stay on line one, I guess. Roy, um, I'm sure you've dealt with this many, many, many times. Um,
4: yeah, I deal with post-traumatic stress disorder, and one soldier dies every hour. 24 hours a day, that's that's, uh, 7,900 soldiers die every year on killing themselves, and that's just one. But we're talking about, you know, the the stars that self-destruct. So there's another kind of way of of affecting the thing.
1: Hey, Roy, I've never asked you this before. You've been on with me many times on the Saturday special and other programs that we've done together. You have a program called Advice Line. That runs from that runs live from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific time. We carry it on KOMY, our sister station, AM 1340. And um, how would you describe what you are and what you do? You're sort of like a psychiatrist and a you're a bunch of things all packed up into one. I've never asked you that question. How do you self describe yourself?
4: Well, I try to help a person to discover who they are themselves and not make them dependent upon the teacher. And so all I do is bear witness by my own understanding of what the person can't see and express myself in such a way they remember the innocent state they had when they were a child before they lost it. And I remind them and they are able to recognize it. And in that validation of what... They have missed and lost because of emotions and struggles. The very fact that they hear where I'm coming from, if it's a good place, the kind of place their fathers and mothers never had or teachers. But when I find a way to say these things to them, they suddenly feel a breath of fresh air and become immediately awakened and they start to get cured almost instantaneously. And and then what happens is I have to look for new people because I want them to be as free as I am and not depend upon the teacher or the preacher.
1: And you're not or the, the right. teacher or the preacher. You're just a f- no, facilitator, I guess, right? That's right. The, the, the,
4: um, the agent of change, but not the one that performs the change. Human beings can't save human beings.
1: Uh huh. Most people I know detest change. You know they're just uh, for for various reasons, but change is sort of unnerving and upsetting to just about everybody I know.
4: Well, if you can cha- if you can find what in religious parlance, in Christian religious parlance, if you can find the entrance to the door, where Jesus said knock and the door will be opened. If you can find that place where you could be still, and I found the the definition of it after sixty years, and I have a place. I actually got a. A new website called antidoteforall.com, dot com, and I give a seven-minute technique meditation, and it's going crazy. It will get cure you of everything that relates to emotions and stress. It will cure you almost on the spot.
6: Um,
1: now, this is sort of a, uh, a technology of the day adaptation of your um, observation exercise that you've been. You yeah, know, it's that only you developed years it. ago, right? This is basically the same thing, and you're just d- distributing it, yeah, it differently, making really it available, different. right? Yeah, making it available to free
4: for every human being on Earth. Uh huh. And if 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 it goes viral, we save our country because people will drop drugs, alcohol. They won't commit suicide anymore. Uh, it will help most people. Some people are very stubborn, of course, cannot. But most people who are decent and are searching for an answer. I have found that answer and it's within them, but they couldn't find, they weren't able to find it. It's almost like when you try to remember a person's name and you can't remember it. So, and you just, you just, by, your, by yourself, you can't remember it. And all of a sudden somebody will says, oh, you, you're talking about John. Oh yeah, John. And all I've done is awakened what they've been to sleep from all these years from stress and anger and frustration and ambitions and, Illnesses and diseases and wrong diagnosis, uh, all I do is just awaken them from their slumber because they, they, the, the stress of life is kind of hypnotic. And you know my background in hypnosis. I've learned how to counter it. I know how to undo everything that's done to them in minutes.
1: Wow. Um, it's been nine years since, you, since I spent uh, just about a week with you um uh, learning a lot of these techniques and, uh, and having it be a great personal help to me. And also, I remember hearing you get excited about something that you heard, uh, or you, you actually showed me a quote and said, this is great, this is great. Do you agree, MZ? And I said, absolutely, I agree. And that quote was, I don't know who, who it was from, but it said, stress must be viewed as a disease-causing entity.
4: Entity. Yeah. Yes. Okay. In other words, it's metaphysical. Right. It's not physical, and you can't cure it
1: with drugs. <laughs> right. So, anyhow, let me let me bring on our good friend Andy Anderson. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Andrew Andy. Anderson, how are you feeling today? I'm just right. Yeah, you're always just right, and the reason you're just right is because. Uh One reason is because you listened to Roy on the radio probably forty or fifty years ago, right
7: yeah yeah it's very very true and 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 there's a lot I can say about that um I first became aware of Roy back in the uh, mid seventies, and uh, I was ready, and he teaches a wonderful meditation, and it changed my life it saved i can 't say it saved my life, but I was in trouble, and I needed help and I cried for help, cried to God for help next thing I know i've listened to this. Wonderful voice, English voice on KEST Radio, San Francisco, and I listened, and wow, it's just been wonderful ever since. May May I jump in just a little bit here, Michael? To go for it, Andy. Gosh. What precipitated my calling you? Because it has everything to do with Roy as well. This uh, this uh, suicide of, of Robin Williams is. Uh, um, brought to my mind, because the the coverage was ubiquitous, and uh, it reminded me of many, many times when I would listen to Roy, he would talk about uh, actors and the perils of being an actor, being on the stage, being made famous, and the conflicts that they have, and the exchanges of of, uh, energy, like often entertainers on the stage, Roy pointed out one time, as they draw the energy out of the audience, and and they... Uh, that's why we call them stars, they draw the, all that brightness, they take it upon themselves, which preach, creates terrible, terrible conflict. And that when you worship human beings, which is what the audience does, they worship these entertainers, comedians, whoever they might be, uh, creates terrible, terrible conflict, and consequently that's why the drugs and alcohol and suicides are so so prevalent. And so I, I was just sort of bouncing this around in my head and was thinking about giving you a call for a Saturday special. then. I think it was Wednesday evening, it might have been Thursday, but I was I was uh I was watching um uh, the Kelly File on Fox News and they had a text that they put up on the screen. Now, I'm going to say this and it's probably not real rackets, but it's close. But it was a I think it came from the American Medical Association that stated that depression has been determined to be a disease and therefore is treated by drugs. And yeah, I just stood up, I was <laughs> I stood up. I said, "I'm calling Michael because this is a program for Roy, and all the years that Roy has been advising people who suffer from terrible, terrible depression, among so many other things that don't require drugs, but what they do require is learning to be quiet from within themselves." In fact, Pascal—it was a wonderful quote from Blaise Pascal. He was a—he lived in the sixteenth century, and he was a—I
4: know which one that is.
7: <laughs> yeah, and the, and the quote says that that the trouble with men today is he can't sit quietly in a room by himself because his conscience will catch up with him, and that's what you want. So we distract ourselves, and especially bad today, with all the the smartphones and all the technology we have, we see these people walking across the street staring at their phones and getting hit by cars. The The thing that's most important here, though, is that to to de- to determine that the solution to the answer to depression is drugs is just criminal. It's not. It's
1: true. it's going to do nothing but but exacerbate it. Right?
7: It, exactly correct. Because, well, first off, we don't get to the cause of the problem. It's just a distraction from from the problem. And that I I question how much therapy even goes on in a psych... I've never been to a psychiatrist, so I don't know what really goes on. Except what I might see in a movie or something, but. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of therapy going on in psychiatrists' offices except drug dispensing. So, with that in mind, that's why I called you and said, "Boy, this is this is this is a program that must be talked about." And and I, I have family members. I have a sister that's been depressed for years, and she's not the least bit interested in the cause of the problem. Because if you bring it up, the first words out of her, mind, her mouth is, uh, "It's a chemical imbalance." Well, that may be true, but it, you, you try to explain it's the stress you're living, because you're a very unhappy person. It's the stress of your psyche that's bringing about the depression. They don't want to hear that. With with that in mind, I, I um, that, that's what, uh, what prompted me to want to call you, Michael, and have this program, because it's just absolutely invaluable. It's very tragic about but Robin Williams. So we've got two things here, one depression, but two these actors, Roy, you knew have known a lot of actors and you and and dealt with them, but when you worship people and put them up on stages and 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 it, this is uh, I think another conflict that an awful lot of uh, actors and entertainers get is the it's the realization this is what they're afraid of it's the realization that they're paid more than they're worth, and they have a lot of conflict
1: with them Andy are you saying when you worship uh, a celebrity? You're you're really uh, in, injuring or hurting a celebrity, or
4: you're, yeah, you're corrupting their souls yeah, with the audience. The audience kills, the audience murders without realizing they're doing it. They are murdering the person who is they put on a pedestal, and it's uh, it's it's a it's a codependency kind of thing. You can see it in a smaller way, which also commits suicide when you when you're a people pleaser.
1: All right. Well, here's a question for both of you then. How is it that it's very rare that you hear of a celebrity who takes his or her life, like Robin Williams apparently did this week? Well, why don't you hear about that a whole lot more?
7: Well, I, I think the answer to that is often they die taking drugs and, and dying from alcoholism before the suicide. They, they don't get a chance to get a, to a little,
4: Since you brought up the subject, um, Elvis Presley, at his death, uh, had um, overdose prescription drugs, and now got 14 different drugs found in his body, including morphine, co-, co codeine, a concentration 10 times higher than the toxic level, and unbelievably, through his last two and a half years, he obtained 19,000 doses of narcotics, stimulants, sedative, sedatives, antidepressants from one doctor alone, and he had dozens of doctors all through the country. So, he and Elvis Presley used women the same way he used drugs. He needed a great many of them to numb the pain of his existence. So, where whence the pain? That's what we need to talk about. Where the pain comes from from being glorified? That's it. Okay. So, uh, I, can give so you, I can give you one more. I give you one more, which is very interesting. You remember the late uh, Janice, uh Joplin?
8: Joplin, yeah yeah, one yeah. Of
4: the, yeah, yeah, yeah the greatest white female blues singers in her generation, she described what stopped them. Would you like to know what she said? What? She says, that 40 or 50 minutes I'm out there, that's what happens to me. It's like a hundred orgasms with someone you love. I live for that one hour on the stage. I love being a star more than life itself. That transcendent moment of stage feels as though I will last forever. And then she commits suicide, so she's she can have it last
1: forever. Yeah. Well, wife, she, well it. it was a drug overdose, uh, which below. is which is another way of saying committing suicide, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, she she committed suicide. I don't remember do you that. you some more. All of them. All of these. Yeah.
4: Uh, Elvis Presley, Mon, Monroe, Judy Garland, J, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, B, J, B, uh, John Belusi. By the way, Jimi Hendrix wrote me a letter before he died. He you knew want to know you. He you knew him. No, but I one day I could. It was uh, God knows. I think it was forty years ago. Forgive me if I remember the exact. Yeah, way.
1: it was nineteen seventy that Jimi Hendrix died. So, so it's okay, more. It's more than it. it's like forty forty four years ago.
4: But I got something I'm going to share with you, and I mentioned on my show the other day because I've never resolved the problem. I got a letter from Jimi Hendrix. It was it was a long letter about his life. His girlfriends and everything. So I said to my partner, I had a, network, a radio network at the time, uh, my own radio network. And I said, Who is this person? Who is Jimi Hendrix? He said, Don't you know? I said, I'm not interested in music. I never play music. Who is he? He says he's a famous guitarist. But what he said and all. So I, I gave him the letters to verify it. I never saw it again. But. I, what is said in the letter, it says, Dear Roy, I'm going to commit suicide unless I write this letter, and I want you to know, and I want you to know only, I've kept it a secret all these years, but I, it's a long time now, so he's probably passed away, but he says, I want somebody to know what I'm about to do. I cannot handle the, the glory, so I'm going, to, I'm going to disappear, and I'm going to make it happen so I seem to be, be dead, but I won't be. That is what he said to me. I know they found his body, but it might—he had enough money to make anything happen—and that's I want I share with you because I've never been able to understand this, but I needed to share with the audience because it's the terrible pain of being glorified it causes people to come down for the glory, and so and they become addicted to the approval, and the more approval they get, the worse they become. It's like your kids who you spoil, the more you give them, the less they do for themselves, and the more they want from you. And you can't stop, and, and, and then you start, you think you, your goodness is love, you think you're helping them with goodness, like you're thinking you're helping them with entertainment and making everybody feel better about themselves and happy. So you're their, you're their drug drug pusher. But the point is, the mother, for example, who's too nice to her children and wants the children to love her, can actually drive the children to want more and more and do less and less for themselves and the more the, 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 the less they do for themselves the, the more the mother has to do and she got, starts to get angry and I can tell you that Robin Williams got angry, got angry inside himself and began to hate the audience when he began yeah. to hate the audience He felt guilty. When he felt guilty, he had to try harder. And and after a while, the pull of the audience was more and more and more. He had to do more tricks, more more jokes. He couldn't do the same thing twice. And the pain and agony of having to 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 be a a a gilded slave killed him. And that kind of thing happens in our lives. This is a very this is this is a, a exaggerated a, a bigger picture of a smaller one that causes people to commit suicide every year millions of you millions of people die every year all over the world for this particular reason alone too much love too 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 much entitlement getting high and and trying to get high. when they can't get high from one thing they can't get if if the if the entertainer can't produce enough love if your mother can't produce enough love then they start to get drugs they they reach out for other things to give them high to keep away from how low they've sunk to get high wow i uh, I
1: said
4: it i didn't mean to make a long story out of it but it's just a, a you've high. made me speechless but let
1: me say this but let me tell the audience, let me remind the audience that they're listening to their favorite radio station, AM 1080 KSCO, Santa Cruz, Salinas, Monterey, San Jose. Uh, it's a Saturday special with the host, MZ, that's me, and my good friends, Andy Anderson and Roy Masters. We're talking about, uh, suicide and depression, the causes thereof. Um, and, uh, Roy, who is, Roy, are you 86 years old? I'm 86 and can swim three miles in a, in a jiffy. <laughs> okay, okay, and and you like to hike up long hills and stuff because I've done that I'm with you, but not, not life, since yeah. you were – um you were still in your 70s back then, I think, when I did that. Yeah, I, but, I, I can run, you, fight, box, anything. Yeah, you're sort of hard to keep up with, <laughs> and, I'm, yeah, I am. And, I, and I'm like 25 years younger than you, or 20, <laughs> is it 24 years, something like that, so – um, any, anyhow, um, we're talking. That, that is the topic today. Uh, I guess suppose we can open the phone lines anytime. It's not something I expect a whole lot of phone calls from today because it's not one of those topics that does much it more than it, yes, make it, yes, people feel uncomfortable. What would you, it, yes. What'd you say, way,
4: about? You know what? You've heard of uh, uh, um, codependency, haven't you? Sure. That that is exactly the relationship of of uh, Robin. Williams, uh, that's exactly the same thing mag- magnified. This codependency that one puts what another person on the pedestal, and and becomes a slave of the approval.
1: Now, all due respect, is it not possible? Because n- now this is more we're getting more information. I think yesterday the the wife uh, uh, told the press that, that Robin had been uh, diagnosed with uh, uh, beginning stages of Parkinson's.
4: Look at the stress he's under. That's where this Parkinson's, that's another stage of depression. Another stage of chemical imbalance of your body because of all those emotions and all that secret hate towards the audience. The more he, see, there's something about him you don't know and you'll never hear about it, but he, he resented the pressure to do more and more and more and then felt guilty from being angry and that drove him harder to please the audience and that killed him. That's what happens to people in in in, in, in on a smaller scale.
1: What, what about so would you would you say that all celebrities, all famous people, you know, are no, not are not grounded like this or or, or yeah, at, that's at right. risk? That's right,
4: not grounded. Yeah, everyone who's not grounded. You have people in Hollywood who are mature, and when you're mature, then you can be funny and you can be yourself. But when you are insecure. Then you have a facade, you have a, you have a personality, and you hide behind your personality, and that personality seems to love everybody. And everybody I've heard that said
1: many times about Robin Williams this week, from people who knew him quite well, were good friends of him. He was a broken his, person, he was insecure. Outside of the, of the limelight, he was very quiet and very introspective. But but very kind and good to people. I mean that's what everybody Yeah, said. But, but,
4: but still broken inside and he would never show that dark side, that really the angry side, that broken side that set him set him apart from God. So he had to become a God. He see he, he needed love. Everybody who everybody listening to my program who looks for love, it will always look for love in the wrong places. Always. And and, and, and they wake up one morning losing a war they didn't know where they were fighting. It's called marriage. You put somebody on a pedestal, probably, and you give them power, and you enable them. Whatever you enable them is what's wrong with them. And the more wrong they are, the more insecure they become.
1: Wait a minute. Boy. Did you do that with your wife, Anne, and Andy? Did you do that with your wife, Phyllis? Put them on pedestals? No, no, I didn't. And no, in, didn't in fact,
7: my my wife is. I've heard her say in in company, mixed company. Um, I wish I could recite it the way she said it to other women, but then I've told one of the biggest mistakes men make is trying to please women. Yeah, I think, Michael, I think you've heard me say that. Sure, and, of course. And, and, and Phyllis will say, to you, and she said, if he started trying to buy me flowers and bring me candy, I'd walk out the door. It's the there last thing in the world she wants me to is to worship her.
4: That would kill her. You would, you would sacrifice yourself. She would want more and more and she'd hate your guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, now we're getting into the part of Roy Masters-isms that, that are, it's quite, that's quite unnerving to people. This is where people start to disconnect. Okay, and this is where people start, you know, wrongfully, in my clear, uh, opinion or observation, characterize you, Roy, as a woman hater. And this I've been is the, married sixty-two years. I know. My wife loves me. She sure does. I've taken my wife. If you, if you don't, don't mind me loves. saying so. Well, say that again, Roy.
4: I said my wife has been out of order a few times in her life. I would never let her get away with it, and she appreciated it, even though she gave me a hard time. Yep. I would not overreact.
1: Would you say the same thing, Andy, Andy? About oh, about... most most certainly,
7: and. Um, I I, I, I kind of lost the word that I wanted to say, but I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. But the last I was sorry to say is Phyllis uh, she, she, she loves Roy, and most of Roy's audience is, is are women. Well, I don't know what the numbers are, Roy, but the, the percentage of yeah. listeners are largely women. Yeah, and I've, and I've introduced a lot of women, in particular, to you to listen to you at least, and they've all, without exception, have always come back and went, "Wow." You know, that's the kind of stuff I wish my, my husband could say. Think, you know, words along that line.
4: See, men, what men do is they, in their insecurity and not understanding their own selfishness, they lust. they they think of love as lust. There's some some kind of mysterious need to look to a woman for reassurance that he's a man, and that is the same relationship as we as Robin Williams exactly. The more he puts her on a pedestal and the more she rises with sex, the hungrier he becomes, the hungrier he becomes, the more she he turns her into a whore. And the more she turns into a whore, the more she's angry with him. The more she's angry with him, the more she feels guilty. The more she feels guilty, the more he she will try to please him. The more he pleases him, the bigger beast he becomes or the bigger wimp he comes for sex. And it all helped break loose. I concur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think I do, but what do I know? Anyhow, if you want to give us a call, it's area code eight three one four seven nine ten eighty four seven nine one zero eight zero. Your chance to talk to Roy Masters in person. Himself, although you can do that any night on uh, between nine and nine p.m. and eleven p.m.
4: Nobody uh, dares to call me.
1: Nobody. What are you talking about? Lots it's of people it's call it's you.
4: Very, it takes a lot of courage to call me because I'm going to give you a hard time.
1: A oh, time and you might you might talk you might tell the person things that he she does not want to hear.
4: That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, but but the people who do call love it. Yeah. yeah.
1: do you, he, you want he he people to, you to love you, Roy? I don't think you do.
4: No, I don't think I don't care if they love me. All I want to do is help them and be honest with them. And uh, you know what? One of your founding fathers says the most bravest thing you can do is to is to stand up to your friend when he's wrong. Yep. So I, I like that. To my audience today, we
1: do have, let's, have let's, one let's, caller, only one caller. This might be the only call we get today. The only person brave enough true. to call and talk to Roy. Oh, here comes another caller. Um, all right, well, here comes caller number one. I want to make sure you're both uh, locked in, Roy and Andy. Uh, uh, Andy uh, in Santa Cruz, another Andy. Welcome to KSEO Saturday Special with Andy in Vegas and Roy in Oregon.
9: My sister committed, committed suicide after she was being evicted from her home to pay my mother's nursing home bill. Uh, what do you think about that? There weren't no, any, wasn't, involved? Yeah, there weren't wasn't any alcohol involved. There was just suicide involved.
1: Uh, I didn't quite hear that. If you wouldn't mind, uh, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Andy on on a different uh, hybrid here. Uh, Andy and Santa here. Let me do this. Andy, I'm going to I'm going to put put you up louder so maybe Roy can hear you better. Go ahead. Say. Oh, say no, it. I can hear him fine. Oh, you can. I can hear him fine. It
4: right. just a gentleman that called. I didn't quite hear what he said.
9: Yeah, my sister committed suicide after she was being evicted from her home to pay my mother's nursing home bills. There wasn't any alcohol involved. There wasn't any drugs involved. There was just depression and suicide involved.
4: Yeah, I need to know the um, relationship your your sister had with your mother. And what kind of stresses and emotions she's had and what kind of depressions that preceded that. I need, because I need to talk to the lady, young lady, but she's not available. So I cannot give you exact reason. But there had to be some kind of responsibility to mother. Uh, and she had to be sort of bound to her mother to help her. And then when she couldn't, she felt guilty yeah, and 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 committed suicide. You've a tremendous wave of guilt, as if she never could. She's not able to s- save her mother.
9: You are absurd. <laughs> you are so eccentric. You don't make any relevant sense whatsoever.
4: Now, now let me put it this way. I said I did not know. Did I not say?
1: A- Andy, a- Andy, and Santa Cruz hung up. There was only a a, a guess. So I I have no
4: idea that question. So you don't want to make that a trick, and and sort of put me you know up for ridicule. I do not appreciate that.
1: Yes, and Thank and he he hung up. So he, I I don't know if he you. heard you on the radios. Just say what you just said or not. Oh my goodness! Here is a faint Here here is a a, a well known name on KSCO and with you, Roy. Billy Sunshine. Bill- oh, he's he's not dead yet. No, he's not dead yet. Uh, but <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. Maybe it's a good thing to say. And, anyhow, Billy, you're on with Roy and and Andy and MZ. Hi there. Hi. Hey, gentlemen. So, Hi there. Roy,
7: are you still um, anti-liberal, pro-republican? Who was that directed to? That was uh, for Roy. Is he afraid to speak? Oh, okay. To him? Roy, uh, man I, up, Roy man up,
4: Roy. You asking me that question?
7: Yes, sir, I
4: am. Oh, all right. I, I'm what you call a conservative, and let me explain what a conservative is. If you were in Russia and you're a conservative, you'd be a communist. It means you're conserving the, the the system that you belong to, the culture. I am a conservative in the sense I love my country and all that it stands for, not so much the people who, did, who are becoming degenerate. Are you done? That's yeah. it? That's your explanation?
7: Okay. So um, see, this proves the point that uh, everything that um, Roy says about women is, in fact, a lie. He does hate women. He prefers
4: the, the, the party that has a war on women. We're not going to get into a conversation with this. I've been okay. married 62 years. I love my wife. I love my grandchildren, and they're all women. Thank you very much. We do not go into this. Please, if you don't mind, tell this freak to go away.
1: Okay. Um, I don't wish to talk to him. Okay. Now, here, let's see. Here, I think we have to do this here. Uh, Marcel in Santa Cruz, uh, you, you are the next caller on the KSEO Saturday special. And, by the way, the topic today is suicide and depression. So, Marcel, you're on. Hey yep. it's Marshall oh Marshall oh sorry it's in,
3: okay hey
10: what's up
1: okay um
10: yeah, yeah, yeah I, you know I have to agree with Billy to a certain extent, but I like Roy a lot more a lot
1: more than Billy or a lot more than you used to like him
5: I like Roy a lot more than Billy.
1: Oh,
10: but, but I have to—I have to agree to, with them to a certain extent because I—I got—I just got back from my camp. I have three gardens; they're gorgeous, and I get drunk all the time.
1: Sounds like you are right now.
10: yes i just got back from camp
1: all right okay well thank you god it's too bad you would have been a good caller okay there goes the drunk caller uh we don't have any other callers on the line but if you want to call 479-1080 in area 831 we'll uh we'll put you on the yeah aaron i don't know i don't know what we can do to better call screen i don't know you know that just sort of dragged the show down a little
4: bit it does. It it really does. You need a good call screen and get rid of the junk.
0: Yeah. Okay. So well, he here, didn't here sound com- drunk when I when he talked to me. Oh,
1: He didn't sound drunk. No, not at all. Okay. All right. Well, so what can you do? All right. So it's four seven nine ten eighty in area eight three one. By the way, if you want to email, it's mz at ksco dot com. The Saturday special with MZ, Andy Anderson, and Roy Masters. We are almost uh, full up. One more phone call, and our phone lines will be jammed. Uh, yeah, yeah, just one more phone call. Our phone lines will be jammed. That's great. That's what we like here on the Saturday special. I'm going to hit take next and uh, see who that is. That would be uh, someone uh, who isn't even screened yet. <laughs> who is this? You're on the air. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, yeah, who is this? You're on. Yeah, this,
10: this is Bob in Monterey.
1: Bob, talk into the microphone. You're you're a mile away from it, okay, so I'm, we can hear you. I'm sorry. Bob Good. in Monterey. Got it. You're on with Roy and, and MZ and Andy.
10: Okay. Uh, my question is...
1: Uh, Much louder into the microphone, please.
10: My my question is, is that uh, I wanted to ask Roy Masters, uh, as it relates to suicide, what... What spiritual concepts rule his his thoughts about uh, just life in general and the end of life?
4: Well, the uh, the only way is it's not a complete question, but I'll do the best I can with it. Um, Do you believe in God? Yes, I do. Well, so can you see that when you're tempted and stressed, you can be separated from God? Does that make sense?
10: Uh, yes, if I, if I were to fall into sin, if I sinned in some way. You, know,
4: you get upset and angry and fr- get angry. Uh, you, you know, because the whole Bible speaks about, you know, be, it talks about, be, yeah, be angry, but sin not. There's a way of being angry, but there's a way of ang- being angry that is very dangerous. Because in John it says, you know, that anger is is like murder, Even ha- even if he has it in his heart. Anger, anger, and anger, resentment, or unforgiveness separates you from God. And so, when you come up into the world, when you're a little kid and you have bad parents, or you have bad t- school teacher, or whatever it is, it it will seduce you into being angry and frustrated with no outlet. And you will become you will become a, a, an appeaser. And many people who are appeasers begin to look for love, but they always look for love out. They have lost. There's something when you get angry, something unholy. When you get upset and angry, something unholy gets inside you and sits in the place of the holy. And so, therefore, there's something about the the unholy sitting on the throne that is at war with God, and that's anxiety, that's conflict. But the salt, the spirit that gets inside you is afraid of the light and makes you feel, and makes the person think that the, 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 the pain he feels is evil. Conscience is evil, and therefore causes them to look for love outside. And therefore, every insecure person, every person who's a people pleaser, enables a bully. Unconsciously, they'll always look for love in the wrong places. Excitement, love, fiendship instead of friendship. And so we're always putting people on a pedestal. So the game is, since you're looking for a god, you can make anything a god. In India they they worship they worship cows and rats and and mm-hmm. as long as the cow and rap, the rat is pleased, they feel better about themselves. It, it there are so many different ways of putting people on pedestals because you then you become the god maker greater than the god. And so well, when you now put people on the pedestal you become to- codependent on their love and you become a slave of their love. You become right. a slave of people loving you. Well, and, when know, and when that, have you ever had the feeling that when you speak up to a person, you say to yourself, I don't want to hurt his feelings? That's a sign of codependency and and a, a dangerous sign with your relationship. You put a person on a pedestal and you've broken the first, first commandment. You have no other gods before me.
1: Boy, does that happen Why to me a lot. Oh, my right. God. I must be the most codependent human on planet Earth. Because I am always measuring my words because i don 't want to offend the person i 'm talking to
4: yeah but but this the, this is what is wrong with you, but you basically this basically you have a balancing you have a balancing quality i know you m z you do have a balancing quality, you do have a love of God, but you need to look you need to look at this of being a people pleaser because you will go further if you didn't care whether people liked you or not, as long as you were honorable. With The secret of life here, I can give you the secret of life. Jesus said something beautiful. He says to love those who love you. What profit there is there in that? Don't thieves and robbers love thieves and robbers? When you love somebody and they love you back, this is not love. This is swap. So when you love a person, you put them on a pedestal. That person will be, That person will turn out to be a wrong person one day, And when you see that person has done something wrong, like, for example, he's going out with another woman and he's married with two kids. So you have now you've got this friend who's supporting your sense of worth, which is pretty worthless. But now you have all of a sudden you say to yourself, I should really say something to him. He's my friend, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. What's really happening is...
1: Well, I would do that. I'm not that
4: bad. I would certainly do that. No, but I'm just talking to the audience now. I'm just talking to the audience. So the audience will say, every person listening to me will have that little voice inside saying, if I speak up to him, I will, I don't want to hurt his feelings. But the real feelings is that your own feelings are going to experience a... a, a a great deal of pain, because what's going to happen if you speak up to that person, that person may be angry with you, pull the rug from friendship from under you, and all of a sudden you're back in your old state, you feel insecure and all of this. So you don't want to lose your security, so you'd rather stay quiet while he runs around with this other person when you could have saved that marriage. You don't. You want to keep, keep that. Okay, so Roy, right, uh, Roy,
10: right. uh, what, what I... ...your
4: fiend and your waterloo. That
10: are that right. that Am I that still on the air? Yeah, you are. I don't know. Okay. Just, just talk. Still, okay. So my question was, and, and uh, what I'm trying to do is to evaluate uh, the advice that Roy gives, I'm trying to figure out what belief system informs his, his beliefs that he is speaking from. So my question would be maybe more explicitly, Roy, do you believe uh, what the Bible says, all of it, uh, I
4: just just quote, no, you don't have, I'm just giving you a quote to make a point. The the Bible makes lots of points about different things. And so, I just
10: made so you believe everything it says? You believe everything the Bible says?
4: I believe everything the Bible says except where it's mistranslated. I'll give you a mistranslation. You want one mistranslation? Yes, exactly, good. Please do. Lead us not into temptation. God doesn't lead you into temptation. It mean it should be. It should say lead us away from temptation. It translated wrong. Uh, well, and let, let, me ask you a que- let me ask you a question since you're off the subject and you want to be on the Bible. Let's play with it. Well, no, no, no. The, the reason I asked about you, hey, the biblical I'm beliefs gonna, was I'm to decide. Hey, right. I, I, I want to finish.
10: You've been talking a lot. I thought I was going to ask a question.
4: You a question? Uh, let me finish asking you a question about the Bible. Answer, answer oh. me. Okay, uh, now, uh, here it is. Are sure. well, you ready? I am ready. you got to hurry
1: or we're going to be chopped off by the news in a minute and a half.
4: I haven't finished my question. You Listen, you're not a good caller. You won't listen. I'm here to give you information. No, that was
1: no, me yelling, Roy, Roy not him, me. not the caller. Not, not hey, I, I didn't yell at you, and I'm not
10: the one having a temper because I'm you, not sir. allowed to talk.
1: I said, I'm talking to you, Talk
4: the taught the Bible, you get, I gave you my answer, now I'm asking you a question. Do you believe that Jesus says you should that you become perfect like your Father in heaven? Do you believe that? Yes or no? Yeah,
10: yes, I do. But then
4: you're not perfect because you're not talking to me properly.
10: I didn't say I was perfect, and I haven't had hardly a chance to talk to you at all.
4: All right. So yeah. but the subject matter isn't that you're not brought up the subject matter about suicide, did you? Well,
10: the the I'm idea was the to find out what what no, well, the idea it, was to hey, find hey, out why don't you just why you on believe someone and call
4: me about suicide before you do yourself in.
10: Okay, tell me what you think is suicide okay as far as the bible is concerned. How about that?
1: Suicide is never okay. I agree. In case you didn't know, ah, at least you we find we found common ground, and okay, what maybe. a what a great way to All end right. hour number one of the KSCO Saturday special, right here on your favorite radio station, KSCO Santa Cruz, Salinas, Monterey, San Jose. We're going to be back in six minutes with a special guest.
6: CBS News. I'm Gary Nunn. Emotions are running high. Conflicts abound in Ferguson, Missouri, one week after the police killing of 18-year-old Michael Brown. Overnight, protesters clashed not only with law enforcement but with each other. Police
5: held back, which the owner of Sam's Meat Market didn't appreciate. You get, it, you call the, you call the police. The first thing they say, oh, we can't, we, we have nothing to do with it. We can't even come out. And that's 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 the lie right there because. The only thing they were told is to leave the protest alone. Some of the protesters turned into protectors standing in the way of looters.
2: Well, it was more protesters that
8: were trying to stop it at the end of the day. You can't stop nobody from doing what they want to do.
5: Michael Calhoun,
6: CBS News, Ferguson, Missouri. One police officer is being treated for injuries. There were no arrests. Lori Friedel of the group Fair and Impartial Policing finds the relationship between local cops and residents of the community is troubling
2: need the trust and confidence of their community in order to do their job and what we're seeing in ferguson is a great breach in the trust and confidence the events
6: before during and after the shooting are being investigated on several levels just in the syrian observatory for human rights which has tracked violence on all sides of the three-year-old civil war says the islamic state known as isis has executed about 700 members of a tribe that it's been battling for the last two weeks in eastern Syria. Spying is a two-way street, even among allies. First, Germany was incensed when it learned that U.S. spies were listening to Chancellor Angela Merkel's phone calls. Now... CBS's Larry Miller reports from the Foreign Desk in London. German intelligence reportedly eavesdropped on calls made by Secretary of State Kerry and before him, Hillary Clinton. Former U.N. Secretary General Kofi Annan was among other foreign officials said to have been tapped. In Clinton's case, she was reportedly on a U.S. government plane at the time. The German magazine Der Spiegel says they were not deliberately targeted and the calls were collected accidentally. Der Spiegel didn't reveal the source of its information. Larry Miller, CBS News. London. Ohio State University says no, it will not give marching band director Jonathan Waters' job back. Waters was fired after an investigation showed that he knew about but failed to stop what was termed a sexualized band culture. They're moving more kitchens on wheels. Food trucks are becoming a fixture in mainstream America. Researcher Daphne Demetri of Northwestern University says the city's size doesn't really matter. In
9: 2010, Portland had 20 times more food trucks than Dallas. Yet Dallas is a city twice the size of Portland.
6: Dimitri says the food truck patrons tend to be younger, and the diversity of the area served has a bearing on the number of trucks doing business. First it was a book, then a TV series. (music) Little House on the Prairie, a series of novels by Laura Ingalls Wilder, based on her childhood and a pioneering family. Her forthcoming autobiography reportedly will show fans a more realistic, grittier portrait of frontier living. This is CBS News.
1: Every footballer at every club, every hero we know and love, every bloke who takes a spill, every lovely bit of skill, every keeper getting stick, every through ball, every flick, every ace in the hole, every stunning, brilliant goal. For every thrill supporters seek, the Premier League is every week. Watch every Premier League game live on NBC and NBCSN.
9: Every match, every team, every week. I'm here to tell you about an amazing acne treatment that even Proactive says is better than Proactive. It's called Proactive Plus. It's totally better, totally advanced. Proactive Plus is their best, most effective solution ever from the number one name in acne care. If your goal is a flawless complexion, call
6: 1-800-390-3436. Call now to get free shipping. 1-800-390-3436.
8: 1-800-390-3436.
0: You're listening to KSCO AM 1080, Santa Cruz, KOMY AM 1340, La Selva Beach, Watsonville. Four minutes past 11 a.m., Today is Saturday, August 16th, 2014. 60 degrees at KSEO Studios. Friendly voice, Aaron Chover, your local King of the Hill traffic. Santa Cruz weather brought live to you. It is a mess out there, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start off reporting Highway 17 headed into Santa Cruz. Reports that I am getting are that it is backed up all the way from Campbell all the way down into Santa Cruz. The congestion does continue on unfortunately in Santa Cruz. There is a report of an accident at Highway 1 southbound as you approach the Rio or the uh, State Park Drive exit off ramp headed in towards Aptos area. No further details on that accident. Highway 9 at Highland Boulevard Northbound in Santa Cruz. A traffic in- or hazard has been set in place. No further details on that. At 19707 Bear Creek Road near Hidden Springs. Looks like there was a traffic collision with no injuries. Units are expected to arrive at the scene to take care of that as well. Continuing on, by the way, down in Highway 1 as you head towards Monterey, you can expect delays as the Monterey Car Week Show is taking place in Carmel Valley this weekend and is scheduled to run from 9am to 5pm. Your Northern Monterey Bay Central Coast weather forecast for today continuing with some fog looks like though it's starting to break up into sunshine out there. Highs are said to be reaching the mid 70s by the early afternoon with southwest winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Your Northern Monterey Bay Central Coast weather forecast Boaters, for your coastal waters, northwest winds 5 to 15 knots, wind waves 1 to 3 feet, northwest swell 3 to 4 feet at 13 seconds. KSEO and KOMY here. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Saturday special with your host, MZ. Saturday special is brought to you by this hour number two by the California Grill and from a sponsor as follows. Stay tuned. It's your money. Homeowners, 62 plus.
1: The equity you have in your home is money in your bank account. Hi, I'm Dan Casagrande, the Central Coast Reverse Mortgage Expert. With a reverse mortgage from Reverse Man Dan, you can use your money when you want, for whatever you want, and you will never
6: have to make a monthly mortgage payment.
9: I'm Marnie from Aptos. We are really enjoying it. It's nice not to, uh, pay the mortgage. Mr. Casa Grande was very good about explaining to us the whole thing. We're quite happy with it. A lot of doctor bills. It's helped us stay in our home, which we really want to do. We love our home. Your equity is your money.
6: A reverse mortgage with me, Reverse Man Dan, will give
1: you access to your money, and you will never have to make another monthly mortgage payment. Call me, Reverse Man Dan, and I will tell you how much money you can have right now. 831-423-2900 or
0: ReverseManDan.com. And now our number two of the Saturday special with your host MZ. MZ, are you with us?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, but I'm 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 feeling insecure because Roy dropped off the phone, and I don't know if he hung up or I don't know if he was disconnected by mistake. But regardless, we gotta get him back on, or the show the show just can't go on, Dave. Hi, Dave. What are you doing here? What a pleasant surprise. Hey,
5: MZ. I'm out doing another sale out in the, uh, in the garage. Yeah, how's We it got going? some new stuff, though, this time, you know, because the commercial said last time that we had cheese. We didn't have it last time, but this time we do have cheese. We do
1: have the Beyond Organic the 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 cheese. cheese. We
5: have the Amasi uh, yogurt, the um, milk and honey, as well as the plain, the Suervo gold. Uh-huh. Is that what it is? What is it? Suero, not Suervo. What is it?
1: Suero, not suedo, not sueto.
5: Yeah. Suero go- yeah I
1: drove th- away sales for 2 weeks because I mispronounced them. people thought they were they were they didn't want to buy liquid
5: sweat. I, I didn't want to say anything about it, but that that's what you I You
1: should have, that. Dave. You know, cuz sometimes <laughs> I say dumb things and and if people are thinking it they should let me know oh, so I don't well, so I don't screw up the sale.
5: <laughs> well, we have that stuff. We have the gold, silver and bronze uh the suero cleanse. Suero are we going to call it suero or are we going to call it suero? Either way, but not sweat. And no, it's called it Swero. Not sweat. Uh, we have the Swero gold, silver, and uh, bronze. And, and what's happening
1: now? Sales were a little thin this this mm-hmm. this this first hour, and right. and I think the reason is because is because everybody assumed that there were hundreds and thousands of people here to take advantage of the deals, like there were last time you did this a couple right. weeks ago. Right. But what we got we, so we should put the word out. That, that you're there and there's no line at all and it's a perfect time to come There's
5: about. plenty of room, yeah. I also have the, uh, the books too, uh, uh, MZ, I have the, uh, Let's Play Doctor books as well as, uh, um, the book by Peter Glidden. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Emperor Has No Clothes or, or something uh-huh. like that. And, um, and what's the yeah. other one? Let's play Herbal Doctor. Yeah.
1: So anyhow, yeah, you got it all. You know, got it all at, at KSCO uh, sales, and mm-hmm. you're the commander. And come on down, and you, we're having a major longevity sale today. Right. So I'll be out there till uh, at least uh, two. And speaking of longevity, and we and we're good, we have Roy Masters back here, uh, but we also have, um, we also have a, uh, a, a very special, appropriate guest. This calls this calls for a fanfare. Doctor Wallach himself.
9: Doctor Wallach, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm here, Michael. How you doing? Where, How are you doing? Okay, wh- great. Where are you? I am in the airport in Grand Rapids, Michigan, heading towards Atlanta, Georgia.
1: And tomorrow you're coming to San Jose, where you're going to be doing two lectures—not one, but two—on Monday and one on Monday and one on Tuesday. Yeah.
9: Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that's I love great. It up there in the Bay Area. Yep.
1: So, listen, I called you today, and I, I was I was able to get through to you, which isn 't the easiest thing in the world to do. told you about the uh, Robin Williams uh, uh, um, initiated uh, Saturday special that we 're doing on the subject of stress and uh, suicide, and we also have uh, your friend and mine, Andy Anderson, with us. We also have uh, Roy Masters uh, on with us, but I don't know how long you have to join to to, to be with us, but I want to I wanted to get your take on uh, on on what happened with uh, and what can happen, and they're talking about how people need drugs and everything. Yeah, Dave, have a good one. So, um, yeah, you 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 I can't wait to hear your uh, you know your your way weigh, weigh in on this subject.
9: Okay, you want my version? I do. Okay, well. First of all, you have to appreciate, MZ, that the human brain and animal brains require 90 essential nutrients, 16 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 essential amino acids, 3 essential fatty acids. And if any of these nutrients is missing, or you attack the brain with free radicals, baiting fried foods, olive oil, coconut oil, this kind of stuff, what happens is the brain dysfunctions, kind of like a car. If you don't put oil in, it's going to burn up. If you don't put coolant in, it's going to burn up. Same thing is true of the human brain. Well, the psychologists, uh, I don't know, it's been the last five years or ten years, they were given prescription rights. Up until some years ago, they didn't have prescription rights. You only use only talk therapy. Well, I want you to think about Columbine in Colorado. I want you to think about Sandy Hook, uh, who was in Connecticut, They think. I want you to think about the Aurora, Denver theater shooting. I want you to think about um, the uh, major, whatever his name was, who went to Fort Hood and killed all those military people. This is not an uncommon thing. Um, and uh, if you want the scientific details of what I'm going to say here in just a moment, um, then you get a hold of my new book, Epigenetics. And this new book is absolutely goes into all this stuff in great detail, all the biochemistry involved and so forth. And here's, here's my take based on 38 years of clinical work uh, with military personnel, with uh, athletes, family, domestic violence, all those kinds of things. everything you can think of as a physician who works with patients, really two million patients here throughout the country. And in every case, in every case, the people who have depression, make depression, um, uh, post-natal uh, depression where the women drown their babies and all this kind of stuff, all of these things are caused by nutritional deficiencies of the brain, every one of them. Here's the big mistake. When you talk to a psychiatrist, which is an MD, you talk to a psychologist, which is not an MD, um, and they will tell you these things are caused by chemical imbalances, which, uh, if you take the broader definition of nutrients, uh, biochemical uh, imbalances, is probably true. However, they always attack the problem symptomatically with drugs. When you look at the antipsychotic drugs, when you look at the antidepressant drugs, all of them have a side effect of suicide they all have a side effect of suicide
1: they actually tell you that in the commercials that you see on television
9: that's correct, that's correct. And here to me is the most horrible piece of the whole story in each one of these mass murder shooting suicides people like Robin Williams it's all the same thing and I'll go into a bunch of nutrient deficiencies that cause specific emotional and mental illnesses many of which can result in suicide or mass murder or serial killers and all that kind of stuff this is very well documented, again, it's in the book, Epigenetics, the Death of the Genetic Disease Transmission. What happens here is this. The psychologist or the psychiatrist writes a prescription for these people, and over a period of months or years, um, you know, they'll get some relief, and then they start getting new symptoms they never had before, they start getting, which are side effects of the drug, and they'll give them more drugs to deal with those side effects, it says very clearly in the PDR, or the physician's reference book, do not mix these drugs together, but these doctors do it anyway because they think they know more than the FDA. And so what happens here is usually after a year or two or three or five on these drugs, you have a toxic mix called polypharmacy. All these drugs are acting on each other as well as acting on the brain. Now what happens at this point, the psychiatrist and psychologist has a junction they have to go through. They say, look, I really know I have to institutionalize this person. There are laws on the books in every state, every county, every city that says if a um, managing psychologist or psychiatrist who is managing somebody with a desperate you know, emotional illness like psychoses, schizophrenia, depression, mental depression, uh, postnatal depression, all these kinds of things, if you have somebody who is managing these people, they come to this junction and they say, if I just add one more drug, if I just up the dose of this one, I'll be able to control the symptoms. Because they don't want to give up that weekly check from the visits for these people. They don't want to give it up. So they're willing to get these people on 5, 8, 10, 20 different drugs. They keep tinkering with the dosage, add this one, take that one away. And instead of putting them in an institution to protect them from themselves, like Robin Williams, or protect the community from them, these people wake up one morning and they just go do something terrible. Well, whenever you see all these terrible things happen, you never see an interview with a psychologist or a psychiatrist. They slink away in the dark of the night, MC. When you see a knee uh, injury uh, from a, um, a professional athlete. when You see a back injury from a professional athlete or somebody who's famous, they always get their orthopedic surgeons and their white coats and their stethoscopes and they stand in front of a backdrop with their hospital name all over and they tell you what's going on, what they're going to do for this person, this and the other. When it comes to psychiatry and psychology, these guys slink away in the dark and here's my solution to the problem. Robin Williams is a psychiatrist or psychologist to be put in jail for a couple of years for manslaughter. We do that to about a 100 psychologists and psychiatrists, I guarantee you on my mother's eyes, that this will never happen again, because every psychiatrist, every psychologist, will start dealing with the nutritional aspects of this disease. Okay, because they don't want will be put in jail. Well, right now there's no consequences. They have it since a hundred years, 1914 to 2014. They have a, a a protected monopoly, which is self-policing. There's no oversight by any agency. Insurance pays for all of their crimes, and they get a walk. Each year, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, MD, this came out February 5th, 2007. It was a front-page story in the USA Today. The data was gleaned from the Journal of the American Medical Association, the Institute of Medicine, which is a ethics watchdog for the uh, medical profession, and the Centers for Disease Control. They said, each year in America, medical doctors kill, injure, and infect 15 million patients in their workplace. Each year in America, the yearly figure, they kill, injure, and infect 15 million patients in the workplace. If the cause were protected, monopolies, cell policing, no oversight, and insurance pays off for all their mistakes, they get a walk. They don't even get an OSHA ticket. So, I mean, what would happen? Is, how many people would fly commercial airlines if they knew that they killed, injured, and infected 15 million passengers? How many people would go to a particular uh, fast food restaurant if they knew that they killed, injured, and infected 15 million customers? They wouldn't do it. But because insurance pays, everybody says, well, I know this might be harmful, but I don't want to pay 3 bucks to solve the problem in my pocket. Okay? So I will just let the psychologist do what he needs to do to me, the psychiatrist, and you wind up with a Robin Williams. Now, he had um, uh, been treated for some months for depression, and I guarantee you that, that drug he got, the side effects will be suicide. He was then told he had early stages of Parkinson's disease. Was Parkinson's disease was the? Yeah. I didn't look at that drug. Yeah. And see was it Parkinson's disease or was it, or was it the side effects of the drug? There's lots of drugs that give oh, Parkinson's. Oh, I
1: see what you're saying. Yeah.
9: Okay. There's lots of drugs that give Parkinsonism. In fact, when I was a student pathologist at the University of Missouri, I was a graduate student, I just graduated ag school. I was 22 years old, Michael, and I get a call, and I'm a, I'm a veterinary pathologist, but I get a call. From some guy who says, um, my whole town has Parkinson's disease. I said, is this a joke? He said, no, the animals have it, the people have it. He says, I think, you know, some alien's putting something in the drinking water, blah, 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 blah. So I look up Parkinsonism. I look up things that can cause things that look like Parkinsonism. And there is one mineral, manganese. If you get too much manganese, toxic levels of manganese you'll get you'll get Parkinsonism. It looks like Parkinson's disease, it will be diagnosed as Parkinson's disease. You take away the manganese and it goes away. And so we tested the water in this little town in Missouri, in central Missouri, and sure enough, they had a real high level of, of manganese in the water. We had everybody um, use carbon filters to filter their water, distilled their water, got everything out of the water, and the Parkinsonism went away uh, in the animals and the people. We about pet animals and households. Now, I actually had um, another one not too long ago where we got a hair analysis from a guy who was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and his manganese was up off the chart. And so was Robin Williams' manganese too high? Was he taking a drug that the side effects was Parkinsonism? And then he said, and that was enough. I've had all these problems, and now I've got Parkinson's disease on top of it, and I'm going to be walking around like a stiff. I'm going to have... Um, twitching and I'll have drooling out of the corner of my mouth. I'm just not going to take it. And the side effects of the drug he's taking now for for um, depression is suicide. I mean, this this was you know a, a bad trip waiting to happen. And so the psychologist should be put in jail for manslaughter if we start doing it, kind of like a Judge Roy Bean for doctors. Yeah, doctor, don't worry about it. I'm going to give you a fair trial and I'm going to hang you. We need to put uh, 100 of these guys in jails, and then everybody, all the other psychologists and psychiatrists will, in fact, start giving these people nutrition. I'll give you one more great story. Have you ever heard of lithium? Yep. Lithium, people think, is a drug that's used to treat depression. Lithium is actually an, an essential mineral. It's a mineral. The reason I'm such a nice guy is I take a lot of lithium every day. It's in the Healthy Start Pack, which is our basic program that everybody needs. As part of the 60 essential minerals, is lithium. Uh, Dr. Gerhard Schrauser, one of my mentors, one of the guys who kind of trained me and, and uh, helped guide my career.
1: Yeah, Dr. Selenium, chemistry. we call him.
9: Exactly. Dr. Gerhard was a wonderful man. He just love that man. And uh, he did a big study in Texas where there were two adjoining, two adjacent counties in Texas. One of them had horrible. Um, the records as far as it was awful. It was the worst domestic violence in the state of Texas. Armed robberies, muggings, murders, um, um, you see all kinds of gun crimes. They had rapes, kidnappings, everything. It was just awful what was going on in this county. The adjacent county, right next door, this was peaceful village. I mean, there was no crime whatsoever. Same number of churches, all this kind of stuff. So, what was the difference? They analyzed the drinking water, sure enough. The county where everything was wonderful county, no crime whatsoever, no domestic violence, no suicides, no murders, no rapes, no gun crime, had an enormous amount of natural lithium in the drinking water. The county next door had none. This was the one that had all the crime. And if you read again the book Epigenetics, The Death of JEG 3 z Transmission, and look up lithium, it will show you all the details of that study. We show you all the details of the, all the different um, suicides, um, P- uh, what is it, uh, PTSD, where these kids come back from the war, war zones. They've been sweating, carrying 80-pound packs up and down the mountains in the desert heat. They're living on meals ready to eat, which has no nutrition in it. They're meant to be just calories to go through a half a day's battle before you get a good meal. They don't get any vitamins and minerals. They're drinking soft drinks and MREs and you wonder why they come home and they're crazy. They kill people, they do mass murder, they, they have terrible domestic violence. Not because they're bad people, not because they've had too much trauma from the war zone, it's because they're living on MREs and Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola, Sprite, any, any of the soft drinks. It doesn't matter if it's the the um, ones with the sugar in it or the diet ones, it doesn't matter. Because of the um, uh, the carbonation actually neutralizes your stomach acid, so you cannot absorb minerals, including lithium. And so if everybody were to take the 90 cents of nutrients, which includes 60 minerals, including all the minerals necessary for life and health and mental health, including lithium, and also we get violence when you have uh, pellagra, which is a simple vitamin deficiency. You have beriberi, which is a simple vitamin deficiency. Those two diseases alone cause horrible, horrible mental illnesses, which cause violent psychoses, uh, serial killers, um, are very commonly caused by a deficiency of a single vitamin. All totally preventable, all reversible in just a few days. Used sometimes a week. Totally reversed.
1: Wow. Anyhow, yeah, f- few things, um, make me more upset than the prescription drug, um, um, gauntlet, you know. That, that, that people are, are, are stuck in, you know?
9: Uh, you know, you know where we got prescription drugs? Mm-mm. This was our reparations. When we were given something from Nazi Germany to help pay off our war debt after the Second World War, we got the pharmaceutical industry. Okay, we got Pfizer, Bayer, IG Farben, we got Roche. Um, these are all you know, German these, companies, huh? Those were all Nazi companies. They Nazi companies. War. Wow, was, I never thought of that. Yeah, they were all Nazi sympathizers, and we got those as war reparations to help pay for the war debt. England got the um, steel companies, which were disassembled in Germany and rebuilt in England. France got all of the agricultural stuff. They got the, the stored food. They got the uh, cattle and sheep and pigs and chickens and things. Uh, they got all the uh, tractors and all the farm equipment. And we got um, the medical doctors, we got the top 100 medical doctors who had murdered 40 million people, the Jewish people, tortured them, did horrible medical experiments on them. They were given pardons and, and given professorships in medical universities here in the United States. We hung hundreds of them, but the top ones eluded capture and they made a deal with us in exchange for all the information they gleaned by murdering and torturing these 40 million people. We gave them jobs in, in our halls of science here in America along with Werner von Braun and all the rocket, jet, and atomic scientists from German, Nazi Germany. So most of the professors in medical school after the Second World War were Nazis.
1: Wow. Never thought of that. We're talking with Doc Wallach here on our number two of the KSCO Saturday special. The subject is suicide and depression brought on by, uh, the, um, uh, suicide of uh Robin Williams uh earlier this week on Monday. And uh we're looking for uh a nice discussion and we got Paul in Santa Cruz and Alan in Santa Cruz. We still have Andy Anderson Look, I gotta bring in I I gotta bring Andy back on. Uh, I don't know what happened to Roy um, Roy Masters, but uh he's not with us. Uh what, what's his name? Uh, uh Aaron, you called Roy, yeah? and he was on for a while and he just hung up. I guess he didn't want to hear any of this. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but Andy, here's here's Doc. Uh and there you are, I think, right? Yeah, I'm still here. Hi there. Hi Doc. Yeah. Hey,
9: Andy, it to is to you, brother?
1: Yeah, and yeah. so a- Andy and Doc yeah, and I have have worked together for many many years, uh, you know, in the nutrition game. And uh, and you know what Doc says makes an awful lot of sense and you you alluded to it earlier, Andy. Um that, uh, you know, they're coming out and saying what we need are drugs. They're saying that now, even in the wake of, of the tragedy of, of Robin Williams.
10: Yeah, it,
7: again, it was just a minute. I, as I mentioned in the, pre, in the previous hour, I was watching uh, uh, Megan Kelly on Fox News, and they were discussing Robin Williams, of course, and they brought this text up on the screen, and then they had somebody voice that it, it might have been her and again, I, I can't quote this exactly, but what it said was that uh, depression has it's been determined by the AMA that depression is a disease, and therefore treatable with drugs. That's just not true. And it's just that type of, it's Still, wonder so few people get better. They, they, they believe the, the medical, the pharmaceutical approach to things, they believe to the doctors with the white coats and the stethoscopes, and they don't get any better. I have this in my own family with my own sister that's been on depression drugs for years and years. years. Now, the problem with her, and I mentioned this earlier, is she doesn't want to know what's causing the problem. She just, it's a chemical imbalance, and it's all she wants to know, not the least bit open to anything outside of that. And I think there are a lot of people like that. But there are a lot of other people, and Doc certainly has been reaching them for all these years, getting through to them, and you get, you get real nutrition into your bloodstream. The body's fascinating. It will rebuild itself. It has to. It, it, but it's got to get in the blood. It, it can't say, oh, I'm not in the mood today to repair myself. It, it has to repair you. And there you are when you get real nutrition. And again, Doc can speak volumes on this because of his background.
1: So, anyhow, let's go to some of the other callers here. Uh, by the way, the phone number is 479 1080. That's in area 831. The um, uh, email address is my email address, mz at com. Uh, we have Doc Wallach and Andy Anderson on the line. Doc, you're at a you're at an airport, so we might be losing you any minute, right? They're going to be sweeping you onto a airplane here pretty quick, right?
9: Well, uh, let's see. I probably have about uh, 20 minutes before they start boarding.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay, great. So you'll be able to be with us pretty much till the end of the show. So that's great. Here's Paul in Santa Cruz. Paul, welcome to the Saturday special with Doc Wallach, Andy Anderson, and MZ. You're on.
9: Uh, welcome, you know, I drive uh, over the hill.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm uh, sorry. We we missed a little bit of that. I I pushed the wrong button here. You drive over the hill. I'm sorry, Paul. I drive
9: over the hill. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. In fact, years ago, I spoke with Dr. Wallach on the radio, uh, and uh, I was an orthopedic surgeon at uh, Kaiser at the time. I'm in private practice now. I see. But uh, I had some favorable things to say about nutrition and this and that, and I heard him lament that I might be the only doctor who ever had anything favorable to say about his program. But I I do really respect the importance of nutrition, and I wish that it were only an issue of nutrition that would keep us from becoming depressed and unhappy. But, But the one thing that all of us will agree, is it not, that people who commit suicide are very, very sad. They're very troubled at the time, and they find, obviously, no way out, and they figure the only way out to stop this pain is to terminate their lives. Now, I was very happy when I heard earlier in the program, this is about a half an hour ago because I've been on hold, uh, that the, the talk was starting to turn a little bit more toward the spiritual side of things and how that plays into the issue of depression. Yeah, it
1: does, bo- both I, of them, and I'm really distressed that, that Roy has left. He, he hung up twice, right? Right, Aaron. And and I wanted this program to cover the oh whole spectrum. Yeah. What What is it, Andy? Yeah,
7: Roy will come back on. Phyllis called him, and he had to take another call, but he is calling back in.
1: Oh, okay. Good. Well, that, yeah, that's good. What
9: so, What I wanted to to throw out is this: is that if we look at our existence as you know being spiritual beings, uh, so to speak, incarcerated within these you know, temporary bodies, I mean, no one will, uh, you know, fight against the idea that these bodies are temporary, they're certainly temporary, and they will be recycled ashes to ashes, dust to dust, as it were, then we have a very precarious situation because we as spiritual beings who are, you know, inherently, if we accept this conception, if we are inherently a part of God who is a very joyful being uh, we are finding ourselves in a situation which is the antithesis of joy. We find ourselves in a temporary situation rather than a eternal situation. We find ourselves in a constantly changing and painful situation rather than the spiritual, uh, joyous situation we hope to have. So uh, what I'm proposing is this, is that not only is it a nutritional thing, and I'm sure that much of the... Uh, problems that exist in our health, has to do with nutrition. But also the choices that we make are so vitally important to how we proceed in life. Now, Dr. Master, is Roy Masters, is he a physician or
1: no. a psychologist
9: or just an author?
1: Yeah.
9: Well, what he said was very interesting. He said that Robin Williams and others were tortured by the glorification that came to them. And I don't find that to be really, uh, you know, the essential problem because lots of people, even you, MZ, or others, get a lot of adoration. And, you know, if you're a spiritually oriented person, you pass it right on up to God, you know, praise God, you know, or, you know, there's something higher that's inspiring you and then you realize that and you pass it on. But I think when things stick to you, when things stick to you and then you take them to be your reality, then you're going to suffer. And uh, many, many, many years ago, uh, when I was a teenager back in the 60s, one of my friends, he, he, he made this very simple expression. And I use this with my patients because I have a lot of patients as an ointedic surgeon who are suffering. That if you live life from outside in and everything sticks to you like a black hole, like a magnet, you're going to suffer more, but if you can live from inside out, from inside out, in other words, as if you could, you could say your spiritual being is happening in the world and you can try to do good for others, you will be a much happier, more functional person. So I propose to you that the people who, who, who tend to be more in pain, chronic pain, and, and, and there could be legitimate reasons for that, of course, and the people who are more depressed, things kind of stick to them. They become more self-centric and more of a black hole for all of the stimuli from the environment. And I'd be happy to to hear your discussion.
1: I'm so happy you called, uh, Dr. Paul, and waited. I think 36 minutes to get on the air because I think this has been very inspiring. Someone named Sean Reen has sent me an email. Uh, subject matter show. Their psychologists should be locked up, quote. This is where I turned off your station, sent from my iPhone. Well, Sean, um, sorry that offended you. Um, instead of turning off the station and sending me an email, why don't you call in and participate in the discussion instead of just getting mad and turning off the radio station? <laughs> Jeez, all we're di- People have different perspectives. That's Doc Wallach's perspective. You obviously have a different one. Why didn't you call and and, uh, and, and and present it? That's what we're all about. It's a public forum that everyone can easily participate in. Anyhow, uh, Doc and Andy, you're on with uh, Paul. Do you have any, any any response to anything Paul has said?
7: Yes, yes. In fa- yes thank you. Uh, Dr. Paul, I, I so like what you said. You're just right on the money. In fact, it almost sounds like you've been listening to Roy for many years because I I want to confirm, I like that term you use, it sticks to you. And Michael will tell you, and it's a subject that Roy is very fond of in terms of talking about it, it's called resentment. And resentment is a very interesting emotion. It's actually a spirit, but it's easier to call it an emotion. It comes from the Latin, resente, which means to feel twice or re-experience. It's, it's so, so harmful because it's the kind of thing that follows you around. And you can always tell if you're dealing with resentment. If, as an example, let's just say you've had an argument with your wife or something and you're driving down the road and you're telling her off in your head. And she's probably doing the same thing to you. Or if you've had an argument at work or with somebody, some political issue, whatever it might be. And you keep rehearsing that in your head and you rehearse that in your head and you rehearse that in your head. And then you go into the supermarket and the, the checker is rude to you and you resent her for being rude or him. And you drive out the, in your head at home, and you're, now you're telling your, the checker off inside your head and straightening them out in your head. You're very angry, very resentful. That is where the destruction is. It piles up and piles up in the consequential guilt that goes along with it for being so judgmental. And that is a spiritual issue. Our Bible tells us, judge not, lest we be judged.
9: Yeah, I mean, one is living essentially in a world of illusion. Oh, exactly you you're very well, you're you really well spoken you, you can't extract yourself from illusion by illusion. Well, you understand it's, it's like if there's to. darkness you you need light in order to eliminate the darkness and similarly with with an illusory uh, environment of of pain and you know faulty thinking. You're not going to solve the problem with more illusion, with more faulty thinking. It's so very
7: well said. The closest place to hell on earth is your imagination.
9: And by the way, this
7: totally emphasizes uh, Roy's foundation of human understanding. The purpose of living in the moment and becoming whole within yourself so that the outside world doesn't get on the inside, that you live in the moment. People that are depressed tend to live in the past. And people that are full of anxiety are, are, are worried about the future. Neither, in this sense, are real because you're not living in the present moment. Life is to be lived in the moment. That's in the scriptures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. The, uh, let me
9: let me let me let me let me emphasize one thing though. That you know we're seeing little parts of a puzzle. But one way to look at I mean your spiritual life your, is your is your life really. One way to look at life is that uh, we we tend to put. God as something who's out there who's not really involved in our moment-to-moment uh, instant-to-instant activity or decision-making. But in reality, you know, God is existing. We can't see Him right now. We don't have the the capacity to see Him or to, to know Him perfectly right now, but He's there. The point is, right. we need to learn how to water the roots, you could say. Uh, to make it what? simplistic, the water, the root of the tree rather than the tiny little leaves and branches on the tree. Because if you believe that, but, but that by trying to, like, for example, seeing others, if you can look at them and see that they're somehow connected with God, it enhances your own spiritual consciousness, your own God consciousness. Okay, now I can't
1: wait. I can't wait. Out. i got to step in. It's MZ. I can't wait to hear, what, to hear Doc Wallet comment on what's been said for the last ten minutes or so. Doc, are you there?
9: Yes. Um, well, thank you, MZ. And, of course, Dr. Paul, uh, I respect you as a physician and a gentleman. Uh, Andy, I certainly respect you as a longtime colleague and so forth. And um, I- I'm going to kind of make a little analogy here. If you have a uh, a one of these Italian cars, Lamborghini, it will go 300,000 miles if you put six quarts of oil in and change it every 1,000 miles. This car glitters. it's it's probably the spiritual elevation of all cars. But if you, instead of putting um, six quarts of oil in there, you put six quarts of Texas dirt because you know there's some oil in the Texas dirt. That car's not going to go 400 miles. <laughs> Every vertebrate, whether you're a hummingbird or a human being or an elephant, requires 90 essential nutrients, all brain function, including your spirituality. Including your spirituality is uh, is controlled by what nutrition you have because your cells cannot function at their upper genetic potential for spirituality, the upper genetic potential for emotional stability, the upper emotional stability for sociability and so on. All of these functions, when you have a disarrangement of them, if they are a symptom, the disarrangement is a symptom of a nutritional deficiency. Then you have all this disconnect. Then you have this stuff that sticks to you. Then you can't stand the torture. But if you have enough nutrition and all your cells in your brain are working properly, proverbially what happens is stress rolls off your back like water off a duck's back. You can handle this stuff. If you do not have enough nutrition for each brain cell, suddenly now it's like running a car 200 miles an hour without cooling in the radiator, without having oil for lubrication without having brake fluid, without having transmission fluid, you're going to have a mess pretty soon. And um, this is what happens when you recall cars because they run amuck and uh, somebody forgot to take the floor mat out from the accelerator and it kills a family of five and, and so forth. And they blame it on the darn car manufacturer. No, the family was responsible because oh. the guy driving the car didn't take the mat out from underneath the, the accelerator. When I get a new pilot, I take the rover and then throw it in the back seat, so that won't happen. Okay? Now the one challenge, the one challenge to that, if I might interject, is this: is that if one is taking that their consciousness is coming from the brain, then that would be true. Uh, however, we know that when the body dies, the brain dies. But from the spiritual perspective, if one has that kind of context, consciousness does not die. In fact, consciousness is persisting throughout life, despite the changes of the brain, and when the brain will cease to exist, the consciousness will go on. And, and that is the one thing that, uh, you know, we are not being given a chance to really emphasize in life, because I would agree with you that scientists are cheating us out of really the truth of our own identity, which is really independent and different from the various bodies that we have right now. I will say this, though. I think that nutrition is very important. I think that respecting nature is very important. And all of these things, you know, are part of a puzzle. But consciousness itself exists, at least from the spiritual perspective and from all the scriptural context, independently of the body. It will go on. And so if we start from that point rather than from the point of the body, I think that the other things will fall into place. In other words, if you look at your body as, as, as the property of God rather than your own property, I think then you will respect it more. You won't abuse it. You won't take cocaine. You won't smoke grass. You won't, you know, abuse it with other types of addiction because you will respect the fact that it's only lent to you for a short period of time. And then you might become more inclined to have the good nutrition and taking better care of the body as, as you might say, a vehicle for your spiritual progression. Well, again, um I agree with you 100%. If we're responsible for our body, we need to put six quarts of oil in the car rather than six quarts of Texas dirt. Uh, just eating well hasn't worked out real, fe- real well for us. Um, even the uh, Journal of Food Chemistry came out in April of 2012. And said that our baby formulas, including Gerber's and Infamil and Similac and all the very respected baby formulas, have less than 20 percent, less than 20 percent of the minerals and vitamins necessary for a healthy baby, emotional and physical. Now here it comes: dog food has 100 percent, chicken food has 100 percent, sheep, pig, horse, cow food has 100 percent, laboratory rat and rabbit food has 100 percent, because they're formulated by veterinarians and people with degrees in agriculture. What went awry with the human baby formulas? They were formulated by pediatricians with no training in nutrition. We wind up with ADD, ADHD, autism, a bad feed, kids that have no conscience, they can't bond. We wind up with um, uh, kids who have um, things like uh, fetal alcohol syndrome. The mother no- never took a dr- drink in her life. Fetal alcohol syndrome doesn't happen because the alcohol attacks a baby. It's because alcoholics don't take vitamins and minerals. And that's my concern here about even pot. These young kids are going to spend their money on pot instead the of these mills. And watch what happens in the next 10 years. The number of birth defects, the number of kids committing suicide, the number of kids committing violent crime is going to skyrocket because they're spending... Hey, money Doc, on pot what, what, pot what
1: happens food. if the kids take their... If they're, if they're properly nutritioned and take pot? Then what happens?
9: Well, then you have a happy kid.
1: Okay. All right. All right, hey Dr. Paul, thank you for a wonderful phone call to the Saturday Special.
9: Uh, and it's been a pleasure to talk with Dr. Wallach again after many years. You take care, guys.
1: Thank you. Okay, uh, here comes uh the next caller.
9: Yeah,
1: great. No, there are more, more and more. I'm I'm telling you, Doc, uh, we just keep keep doing what we're doing and it's pretty it's pretty hard to uh, people get upset when they hear what seems to them to be extreme statements. You know, like your like the psychologist should be should be put in jail for manslaughter or something like that. I mean,
9: they should. Well, why 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 is it that we never see an interview from the psychologists taking care of who have been taking care of these people for five or eight or ten years uh, who commit all these horrible crimes? They should be put in the public light, and so they they're not. They slink away in the dark because they're a protected monopoly, self leading, pleasing him. No Even the
1: crime. psychologists.
9: That's right, psychologists. <clears throat> Okay,
1: Yeah, Bill, Bill and Carmel by the Sea, you're on the air on KSCO.
3: Perfect. Uh, I have a book in my hand, MZ, and uh, hi, Dr. Wallach and everybody. Hello. But Dr. Wallach is completely right. I have a book in my hand, <clears throat> MZ, called Psychiatrists, the Men Behind Hitler, the ones that said, oh, your nose or your ears or this is different and started experimenting on children and killing all those people in the gas chambers. Dr. Wallach is right. He mentioned the fact that uh, we brought a bunch of Nazis over here after the war. I think there was somewhere between 37,000 and 60,000 they brought over. And uh, I guess I'd like to know. Creation paperclip. Yeah, there you go. So Dr. Wallach probably also knows that the Nazis are the ones who developed LSDMZ. Wow. Wow. And they gave it to their troops, I believe, in the last year of the war, so that they would just go blindly fight and die for, uh, you know, who? The guy with the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. so here's the thing, Dr. Wallach. They brought a bunch with the doctors. I think Dr. Wallach's being a little kind because they brought over doctors and they also brought over all the, quote, intelligence people, the Gestapo and SS guys, because the Nazis supposedly had the best intelligence a service in the world at the time. And, uh, they use those people to help start the CIA, by the way. But, uh, I'd like to know, Dr. Wallach, yes, with, uh, I believe what you're saying is, is when they came out and said Robert Williams had Parkinson's disease, it's almost like that there's a psychologist or a psychiatrist kind of using that to kind of hide, hide the fact that all, of all the drugs they were given to this guy over the years. Is that true?
9: Well, it's all possible because, of, of course, doctors make those kind of mistakes. Sometimes it's purposeful, sometimes it's just out of ignorance. But in either case, it should never happen. And, and basically, uh, there should be, uh, again, a price for the psychologist to pay for keeping that patient on drugs, raising the dosage, adding another drug, tinkering with this instead of institutionalizing these for people. It's not the gun that causes the problem and Sandy Hook and Fort Hood and and Columbine. It's not the guns. It's a psychologist who kept tinkering with the drugs on these people. Not a single one of them gave them perfect nutrition and the medication.
3: Like you said, look at at the the side effects, too. And I guess I'm a little upset because Dr. Wallach, they actually killed my father by putting him on. He was on 15 different medications, and some of them were psychotropic drugs, meaning antidepressants. He was on three or four of those at a time. And so I'm a little upset. My voice is a little trembling because I, I couldn't stop him because I didn't have the power of attorney. My mother did, and she believed in these psychiatrists and these doctors who kept giving my father these pills. I, I went to the arm of the at the hospital because they put my dad in the hospital here in Monterey. And the first thing they did is they started to give him you know, drugs to tranquilize him so he wouldn't get up and fall because he wanted to go home, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a sitter with him so he wouldn't get up and fall and they wouldn't get food. So two weeks later, he needed oxygen from all these sedatives and all the other drugs he was on. And then I told, I called all my brothers and sisters and I said, my dad won't, probably won't make 30 days in here. And he made about 34 days and he was gone.
9: You know, I've actually been a, a defense witness in federal court where doctors actually killed veterans by giving them polypharmacy like this. Uh, in pain relievers and uh, antidepressants and so forth, and they actually killed this man. The doctors did, and they wanted to blame it on herbalists who'd seen him two years earlier. And uh, once I found all the records, and, of course, the defense prevailed, it wasn't the herbalist that killed him, it was these uh, uh, doctors in the VA hospital. And at that time, I said, you have two opportunities to give your life to your country, one's in the field of battle and the other's in the VA hospital. And doctors hated me for that. And then the next year, the VA system, the Department of Veterans Affairs, came out and said, "Medical doctors kill 700 veterans every year in VA hospitals, and they, they commit 3,000 serious mistakes each year. And using different experimental drugs, these they have to keep these veterans in the hospital for the rest of their lives because in intensive care, because they um, uh, are unconscious or in coma induced by all the use of these drugs, experimenting on our veterans."
3: Yeah, I, I think I.G. Farben might have been the one that developed LSD for the, for Hitler, but it's pretty upsetting.
9: Also, the sarin gas, I believe, is by I.G. Farben.
3: Yeah, or that Zyklon B, you mean? Mm-hmm. But they dropped those big pill pods of it they dropped in the gas chambers. But, M.Z., mm-hmm. what, what do you think about this, M.Z.? I'm looking at this book, Psychiatrists, and Men Behind Hitler. These are the people that said, you're not a soul, you're you know, and, and these this, this psychiatrists in Germany in the late 1700s were friends with uh, Pavlov, who was you know doing all those experiments on his dogs. And actually, MZ, do you know? Bill, what's like Bill I'm the just
1: ones? learning about this now, starting oh, he, with do, starting with Doc Wallach telling me, and the audience about all of these German Nazi sympathizing drug companies that we inherited. Mm-hmm. Well, he's totally right. Yeah! Wow, I never, I never knew that, and I never stopped to think about it because I didn't know it. But I'm thinking about it now, <laughs> and thank well, you for, it, thank you for calling in. Yeah, just what, what's the up, name of that book again?
3: The Psychiatrist: The Name b- Behind Hitler by Dr. Thomas Roder Volcker, And uh, it, but if you look it up, there's a few when more names in the authors. When
1: was it written?
3: I'd have to flip it open. But MZ, they, they, they killed my father with these drugs, MZ, I, I couldn't do anything about it. I, I just, I warned my brothers and sisters, and because my mom had the power of attorney, I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. It's really upsetting, MZ. My dad should be alive today, right, right. now. Yeah. I do, think it's Doc, you,
1: you've, you've got a personal story like that, I'm sure, that resonates in your heart, too. So.
3: Anyway, I think it's 1994, but if you just type in Psychiatrist and the Men Behind Hitler, there's a book, and you probably can find that. Right. But anyway, Doc Wallach, I, I really love you, and I think you're, you're doing great. Thank, Thank you, so M.V. Okay, yeah, bye. Th- thanks
1: for calling, Bill and Carmel. Okay, that's uh, now Ben in San Jose. You're on KSCO.
8: Yeah, for hey, I I tuned in late, so I missed some. But uh, Dr. Wallach, just a, a comment and a question, very quick. Yes, your comment is I, I I've listened to some of your uh, dialogue over the years and uh, found it to be compelling and uh, a lot of truth to it, based on just personal research I've done. The comment is I, I think you've got half the pie. I think the other half of the pie, uh, above and beyond nutritional supplements, et cetera, uh, would relate to how important it is first to, to detox and get the heavy metals and poisons and toxins out, because I think they're going to find over the next 10 years that a lot of that is responsible also for many of the diseases that you guys are discussing. But the other the question I have for Dr. Wallach is uh, just, curious, for an 18, uh, I'm sorry, 20-year-old girl, a friend of a friend, um, 20 years old, two years, uh, the last two years has been dealing with uh, escalating anxiety, uh, depression. Um, any thoughts on that? I know that's just kind of a, a very brief summary of, of what the situation yeah, is. It's related. It's
9: related. And I would ask you two questions. Does she have asthma or does she have skin problems?
8: Uh, did you say skin problems?
9: Yeah, you know, like eczema, dermatitis, psoriasis, rosacea.
8: I'm not aware of that, but it, it doesn't is she mean to have asthma. Doesn't. Not that I'm aware of.
9: Okay, you need to ask those things. Also ask her about bowel problems. Anyway, what I would do, uh, do you know what she weighs? Uh, she's overweight. She's 5'6", uh, I'm going to guess about 180, 190. Okay, so uh, what I would do is take her off all the bad stuff, and you're quite correct. There's two things you have to do with any disease, even with brain disease. You have to stop the ongoing damage. Detoxify, get rid of the bad stuff. We have special diets for that. We do have cleanses for that sort of stuff. But you also have to give the uh, nutrients uh, necessary to prevent reverse the symptoms. In her case, they put her on a gluten-free diet, no wheat, brought her out, oats, no fried foods, no processed meats, no oils, and then have her take the healthy brain and heart facts, and two of those, one per 100 pounds body weight, and watch what happens. The outcome, okay. she'll be a new woman in 90 days.
1: Okay. We do have a couple of other callers we want to get to or at least uh one caller here before the end of the program. Ben in San Jose, hope that helped you. Doc will be in San Jose uh Monday and Tuesday. We'll be in Santa Cruz uh I think Monday here. So but not giving a, a, a we'll be doing the radio show from here from KSCO, but from the uh the, 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 the lectures on uh, uh Monday and Tuesday evening. Susan in Live Oak, you're on the KSCO Saturday oh, special with yeah, Doc I and Andy it. and MZ.
2: Thank you. Um, i just like to call in and let people know that, you know, I, I work from the spiritual realm. For uh, Your mental state of mind, I believe, is caused by the uh, sum total of what you believe to be true, because what you believe to be true emotionally is what causes your state of mind. So, um, being politically incorrect here, I guess, Jesus said the truth will set you free. And there is a prayer that's very streamlined and effective. It's called Theophastic Ministry. That's Greek. It's not um, theosophy. Dr. Ed Smith does theophastic ministry, and he had been a counselor for many years and gave up because he was not getting any results. So uh, he started to do this kind of prayer with people that were severely traumatized for a long time and started getting really quick and amazing results. So it's on-the-web, theophastic ministry, like theology and phosphorus. It's God-light, and it's extremely effective. And I guess people want to approach a mental problem with a chemical solution, whether it's drugs or even nutrition, not to put that down, because I think it has something to do with it. But you can't affect a mental problem with a physical solution, or even a mental solution like... Mm -hmm. Uh, compensating or suppression or cognitive therapy; these have limited results. But you have to approach a mental problem from a spiritual point of view because that's what it's caused by. So, there's my two cents, and I'll get off the <laughs> line. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank, thank, thank you, Susan,
1: and Live Oak, Andy, and Doc. Uh, we got about uh, a minute and a quarter left to the end of the program. Uh, how do you guys want to use it?
9: I'll just okay. take half of it and just say that uh, take your 90 essential nutrients, stay away from the bad stuff, which includes a lot of things, including fried foods and gluten. Take your 90 essential nutrients. The odds are you're going to be a healthy person, including healthy brain, healthy spirit. Okay?
1: And Dave Michaels is here before I forget, at least until 2 p.m. here at KSCO Studios with all that stuff. Go ahead, Andy.
7: Oh, I concur. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay that was easy
1: great no it was it was great talking to you guys missed roy for the last uh part of the uh program here i don't know what happened but
7: uh yeah phyllis said that uh, he, she called in and she,
10: she said he had to take another call he was calling back in don't uh-huh. know what happened
2: well he didn't so uh and-